0: Collins, and today we get a chance to talk with Joe McGrath from GradFin, and we're going to be diving into and discussing the world of student loans, refinancing student debt, and college planning. Thanks for having me, Alex. Appreciate uh, you having me on today. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, look forward to our to our conversation, but uh, before I jump into that, tell our listeners a little bit about background on yourself and, and maybe just a, a sentence or two on GradFin.
1: Yeah, so, um, so I'm 26 years old. Uh, been with Gradfin uh, going on two years now. Um, went to Temple University originally from Scranton, PA. Uh, moved down to Philly. Uh, going on about seven years ago now at this point, so it's been been quite a while. Um, in terms of occupations kind of been all over the place. Uh, throughout college, I stayed pretty pretty much in the nonprofit realm of uh, working for Goodwill in northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, each year, doing different stuff like uh, whether it be loading furniture onto trucks one year, uh, working. Uh, in the adult daycare facility another year and then finally working my way up to the main office and interning for the retail director my final year um, Then spent an internship down at uh, Comcast uh, Spectacor, which is located in the Wells Fargo Center where the Sixers play um, and then after that when I graduated first full-time job was uh, recruitment consultant IT recruitment consultant over at Frank recruitment group I was there for about Seven months wasn't really my thing wasn't for me Uh, And then found myself at Gradfin, actually, funny enough, through um, my sister's best friend, Gabrielle,
0: who's on our team over here, um, was the one that got me in the door and eternally grateful to her for it. Awesome. It sounds like you've got, uh, you know, that that really that good nonprofit looking to help people. You know, that that bug caught you early in college and and you're looking to continue that on in your professional career here.
1: Yeah, it kind of seems like a natural fit.
0: Awesome. Uh, Tell us just a little bit about GradFin and and what GradFin does.
1: Yeah, in short, uh, GradFin is a service that works with both companies and financial advisors to meet with uh, either clients of advisors or employees of certain companies to help them refinance, consolidate and be a little bit educated on their student loans.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Joe. Uh so now let's dive into the world of of student loans and just kind of the, the loan environment in general. Right now, is it getting easier to get loans or harder to get loans? Like where where's uh where's the student loan market at right now?
1: Yeah, I mean that really depends on um uh, one's willingness to do due diligence in order to take out um loans correctly. Um, student loans themselves, you see balances increasing like, pretty much every year. Um, it's been an upward trajectory from about $600 billion, uh, in outstanding loans in 2007 to about $1.56 trillion. Um In order to take out loans, the process is always mainly the same. Uh, it starts with filling out your FAFSA that you can get through a financial aid department at a university, um, but the trick involves filling everything out correctly and making sure you're getting the best federal loans possible.
0: Yeah, they gotta love the bureaucracy, right? Paperwork is uh, mm-hmm. a joy. Um, now, right now, are, are rates going up? Are they going down? Kind of talk to us a little bit about what's going on in the in the marketplace with with rates.
1: Yeah, great question. So, um, October was actually the first month they went up. They went up about point zero one percent, and we got that report from a few of the lenders that we work with here. However, um, that's when you take into consideration from June to September, they were dropping uh, almost every month, a, a continuous downturn with September actually being the lowest. And with the uh, small oomph up that 1.01 um, percent, I don't think you can expect things to change all that dramatically. Um, in order to pretty much predict where rates are going to go, all you really need to do is take a look at U.S. Treasury yields, which I know, I mean, everyone looks at U.S. Treasury yields, right? But uh, in short, short, they're pretty much just uh, a device that the stock market uses to predict the supply and demand of the open market. And as that shifts, you see everything start to shift. And obviously, student loans are part of that, although they are working independently
0: of it. Perfect. So now when we're talking about those rates shifting, uh, you're talking Mm -hmm. primarily about uh, new loans that are being created, but existing loans shift as well, right? Right.
1: Yes, yeah, so that depends on um how you fill out your paperwork Obviously there's the difference between federal or sorry um fixed and variable interest rates uh, Fixed rates stay the same they never change uh variable rates um yeah, they do shift, but that all really depends uh upon the contract that you have with your loan provider uh and when they shift, that could be anything from uh, a quarterly shift or a yearly shift. It just depends. Um, again, on, on how you filled out that paperwork and the due diligence the
0: individual did when taking out those loans. Sure. So uh, do you have any numbers on roughly how much is fixed versus how much is variable in terms of the loans that are out there?
1: Sure. Um, I would say, and this is just kind of shooting from the hip a little bit, from what I see generally on a day-to-day basis, um, people generally have a mixed bag. Uh, their variable rates tend to be the smaller uh, balanced loans. You typically get a, a variable rate if you're going to be taking out um, a lower balanced loan. Um, so more or less about 55 to 60% of
0: the federal loans that are out there are usually fixed rates. Okay, awesome. So now let's just kind of walk through the the top four questions that, that you guys get asked when when doing this work for folks. Let's start out with just, why should I refinance? <clears throat>
1: Yeah, so refinancing kind of comes down to two things, uh, affordability and efficiency. Um, in terms of affordability, uh, what someone has to get, understand is that if they do have federal loans, um, they have a lot of options that are available to them that, uh, wouldn't call for a refinancing. Government programs, different payment plans, everything like that. Um, but when you think about the efficiency side of things, um, paying it off faster, uh, paying it off faster, faster, sorry, um, by refinancing it to a more affordable monthly payment at a better interest rate um, really depends upon the borrower's willingness to incur the risk that taking on a private loan uh, would entail. Federal loans are really well protected by the government. Um, There's a lot of key protections that go into them, whereas if you go to a private loan, it's just an amount of money owed. So you have to understand the differences between the two before moving forward.
0: Sure. What are maybe the, the one or top one or two uh, protection aspects inside of the federal loan programs versus a private loan?
1: Yeah. So for federal loans, uh, a lot of them offer deferment plans. Where, so if an individual is graduated and they don't at the moment have the ability to start paying off these loans, they can defer them for, I believe, one or two years uh, where they won't have to make any payments. Sure, they'd be accruing interest on top of that, but it's a short-term solution in order to you know, alleviate the stress of a monthly payment. On top of that is the forgiveness upon death. Um, a lot of federal loans have key, um, you know key uh, solutions to that problem in there if an individual were to pass away,
0: um, the debt wouldn't be carried on to the next kin. Sure. so what I'm hearing is there's a lot more flexibility and it, you're not going to hit your credit nearly as hard if you wind up in a deferment situation or you know, have to you know make arrangements to you know not make the full payment. A lot more flexibility with that on the federal side than on the private side. Absolutely. And at the same time, oftentimes it may make some sense to to move to a, a private loan where we're able to, to save some significant dollars from a cash flow standpoint. Uh, rates might be better, things of that nature, correct? Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly that, yes.
0: Perfect. What would the risks be in doing a refinance or restructuring your, your student loan debt?
1: Sure. So the way you can think of a, of a private loan is pretty much just a flat amount of money that is owed uh, that you have to pay. Uh, if you fall into a situation where um, you can't pay your loans, there's not really a, a possibility of being protected by filing for bankruptcy. Uh, if you continue not to pay your loans on, on, a, on a private loan, if you were to refinance, there's a possibility where you could have uh, your wages garnished and obviously your credit score would fall in the tank and pretty much put you in a And a pretty solid financial burden uh, that while it is possible to dig yourself out of, um, it is going to require a lot of work and, um, you know, a lot of really solid
0: financial planning that you know you're going to have to go through. Got it. So really, it's something where if you're struggling, unless you're saving significant amounts of cash flow, the risks may uh, outweigh the, the benefits of doing something like this.
1: Exactly that. And, really one of the key things that someone has to look into is doing that homework and just um you know a lot of this information can be found on the internet um obviously there's financial advisors out there i mean it's your profession um where people can go to to seek answers like this but you know you don't want to take out loans unfortunately we see a lot of individuals doing this just taking it out as a necessity when without actually doing the homework behind it to understand the the programs and getting stuff.
0: Sure, that makes sense. Uh, so, what are now what are some of the other options instead of just doing a, a refinance?
1: Sure. Um, so, if you have a majority of your loans um, that are federal loans, uh, there are multiple different repayment plans that individuals have available to them. You have standard ten-year plans where you just pay the same amount throughout, uh, you know, 10 years of payments. Graduated repayment plans, what I'm in personally with my student debt. Um, that goes up every two years your monthly payment goes up every two years um, extended plans that go out to 20 years um, And then there's some other different uh, Programs that seem very similar on paper. There's a lot of subtle differences between them, uh, but one's called income-based repayment um, income contingent repayments uh, pay-as-you-earn one's called repay um, a lot of them kind of come from the same idea of calculating an affordable monthly payment for an individual based on what other debt they may have and what they're current make, currently making financially. However, there's a lot of subtle different nuances between these programs that may have some pitfalls among them that borrowers may not be aware of. So um, finding out the key differences between them uh, and selecting the one that's right for you is, is, really, is really important.
0: Sure. And one of the things that we're hearing quite a bit out there uh, is some of these government forgiveness programs. Uh, talk a sure. little bit about those for, for just a minute, like who qualifies, how they work, what some of the pitfalls mm-hmm. are. Sure.
1: Um, so that's public service loan forgiveness you're speaking on. And it's a program that on paper looks, um, looks really strong for a lot of individuals and really attractive. Um, it's basically pitched as whether you, you're an employee of a 501c3 non-pro- nonprofit, government entity, or medical. Um, and... It's a system where you can go to your HR office and sign up for public service loan forgiveness to get the paperwork and what the structure of it is, is um, 10 years or 120 monthly payments that are calculated on an income-based repayment, so that's a program I mentioned before, where you get um, offered a affordable monthly payment based on what you currently make and other debt that you currently have. Um, And you pay it for 10 years and the idea is once you hit that 120 qualified payments, the rest of your balance is forgiven. And a lot of times if you, especially if you have a higher uh, balance on your loans, that forgiveness can be pretty substantial. Um, and, and a good chunk of the loans go away that weren't that weren't paid. Um, the program was instituted in 2007 under the Bush administration. It was more or less the answer to a lot of individuals basically asking the Department of Education, hey, we either um, have these insane loan balances that are gonna take forever to pay off, or we simply cannot afford our monthly payments due to the positions that we're currently in and our professions. Um, And the government sort of offered this program and said, all right, here you go, without really doing anything beyond face value. Um, And in 2017, when the first round of applicants reached the final stage to get forgiven, um, 98% of people didn't get approved. Um, The same was in 2018 as well. I myself am not sure why this is not a, a more widely spoken about news story and the fact that all these individuals are being rejected for forgiveness. Uh, But what it boils down to is, one, I think the sample size of individuals is just so small, Um, and this is happening as a result of um, all the different boxes you need to check in order to achieve forgiveness. Uh, You have to recertify your income, uh, you have to fill out paperwork correctly, you have to allocate payments correctly, Um, you have to report basically any changes that you have currently in your position to your employer um, and update that paperwork regularly. Uh, really staying on top of it is the key thing. Um, a lot of individuals, and it's not their fault, uh, they sign up for this program and think, great, 10 years, I'm done, because uh, student loans are something they don't want to think about. Not a lot of people want to think about them. Um, and they don't know that these boxes need to be checked, and uh, they're hit with the reality that they're not going to be forgiven at the end of the 10
0: years. So really, it's a matter of
1: following every single rule that, that program has to a T.
0: Got it. That That does not sound like a – that sounds like a whole lot of bureaucracy and – and, you yeah yeah, uh, no, you guys actually have a, a system and a structure to be able to help folks with that though. Correct.
1: Yeah. That's our membership program. Um, in short, it's really just meeting with us annually. We help the client recertify the income, um, and everything like that. And just make sure those boxes are checked. They can wrestle easier at night knowing that at the end of the 10 years, that forgiveness is
0: coming. Awesome. Uh, so then, the third question that you, that uh, we hear uh, from from folks, you know, after why refi, what are the risks? It, we oftentimes hear it's all about rates. Now, a mm-hmm. is it all about rates? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so is is you, you uh, broke up there a little bit? Sorry. Uh, my apologies Joe. Uh, is it all mm-hmm. about rates?
1: Uh really it's about two things. Um yeah, rates are are, are probably the most important, but you got to take into consideration the term you have on these loans as well. Um it's all about, you know, savings and having a solid understanding and paying off these this debt in the most proper way possible. Rates are obviously a key thing because not a lot of people understand what interest rates are and the amount of extra money that could be owed on top of their principal balance as a result of that. Uh, but the term's also really important as well because um, you know if you have a shorter term but a little bit of a higher interest rate, it may not be that much of an issue. Uh, whereas if you have a higher interest rate with a longer term, you're gonna pay in a lot more over the life of that loan. So it's just kind of a solid understanding of the relationship between those two. But at the end of the day, to kind of summarize it, I would say in short, yes, rates are the most important part, but with consideration to the other aspects of the debt that you've taken out.
0: Got it. So mm-hmm. let me re- rephrase. Make sure I understand exactly what you're saying there. So rates are important, but it's more about cash flow, and rates are one of the components of cash flow. Uh, term and structure being really the, the other component. Mhm. And that's how
1: it all comes together, and and you know, is the borrower's
0: ability to pay everything off. Awesome. Uh, and then mm-hmm. last question that we typically get are what are the, the repayment options and what are the programs that are out there that that folks need to be aware of and, and look at?
1: Sure. Um, so like I mentioned before, the key ones that you'll see a lot of the time, uh, more often than not, if you take out loans, you'll be set right directly to um, a standard 10-year repayment. Uh, but you got to be aware that, hey, if you're not making that much money and you're willing to... Um, extend the loans out you know it's much more it's much more financially um, alleviating to get on one of those extended plans or graduated plans where um, your payments are much more affordable in the short term um, and then obviously the later you get into your um, into your paying off this loan into your career uh, maybe you're making a little more money you know it's a the great thing about refinancing that it can be done um, as frequently as you want so even if you don't want to refinance now You can refinance when you're five years into the loan or and then refinance again on top of that. The only thing you can do once is consolidate the loans. So you have your standard tenure, you're graduated, which goes up every two years, you extend it, which goes up to twenty years. Um, and then you have those income based income contingent uh as you were in repay. Again, not gonna get into the differences between those because you know they're really they're really in depth stuff and um that's why there's financial advisors and places like Gradfin out there.
0: Awesome okay uh mm-hmm. let's let's talk a little bit of a about uh, an example you were you were talking to me about uh, you know, a client who was you know getting started in their career, just made a fairly mm-hmm. sizable uh, move from a career standpoint um, that you'd helped out earlier. walk us through a little bit about you know who this person was, what their situation was and and how you guys were able to help them.
1: Sure. um so, an individual we ran across—this is going back a few months now—was um, someone in their mid-20s, and they were living in a big city with a with a pretty high cost of living. Um, but their employment recently changed, and they went from an entry-level person to an actual professional within a company. Uh, with that came a boost in income. Um, at the time, the individual's um, was the individual's student loans um, monthly payment uh, accounted for about 60% of their disposable income. Ouch. um We have some, yeah, no kidding. And unfortunately, that's that's not a very uncommon thing that we see, um, you know, more and more people are just incurring a lot more debt at such a young age. And obviously such borrowing has an impact on, uh, you know, taking out mortgages and then thus retirement. Um, but when we took a call with this individual, um, they were really, um, they really had their stuff together in terms of their credit score and everything like that. And with an income now that boosted about, you know, 35, 40%. Um, refinancing now was, was in the cards. Um, at the time they had r- around eight or nine years left in the loan. Not, I don't remember uh, exactly correctly, but with their current situation, we we're actually able to refi them, um, and actually cut a year off that, um, refinance down to a seven year and their monthly payment actually dropped significantly as well, uh, by about half. Uh, it was nearing eight, nine hundred dollars at the time when we got that down to about 425. Um, so this individual now had uh, a lot more disposable income per month and was able to live um, with you know less of a of a tightrope or a walk on less of a tightrope now uh, by refinancing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are the types of things that, uh, as advisors, we really look at as being able to to really be a win-win. I mean, we mm-hmm. saved significant amounts of cash flow. Some of that can then be redirected to protecting your cash flow, building up emergency reserve. And mm-hmm. enjoying life, I mean, 60% of your paycheck going to student loans, that makes it hard to live. And yeah. then, no also, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I said, yeah, no kidding, I agreed. <laughs> and then uh, mm-hmm. also being able to shorten the length of the loan, so getting out of debt sooner, not just having a, a you know, cash flow alleviation uh, in the midterm. Mm-hmm. Meantime, uh, that's absolutely phenomenal. Love, love the work that you guys are doing there and, and the, the little bit of work that you and I have done has been uh, very helpful. It's a matter of uh, dotting some I's and crossing some T's and, and getting uh, some of the folks that uh, we're working on together across the finish line. Um, in terms of uh, other stuff that you guys do, we were talking about earlier about FAFSA and how to position mm-hmm. yourself. What are the, some of the things that uh, that folks should do ahead of time to – prepare themselves for, for going through this process?
1: Sure, um, having a solid background and understanding of the student loan borrowing process is probably the most important thing when getting ready to take some loans out, whether you're taking them out for your children, whether you're taking them out for yourself. Um, a lot of this information could be found um, online. Again, there's a lot of jargon that these websites sometimes use that make it kind of hard for someone to comprehend what's actually being stated. Um, But if you dig deep enough, you should be able to find some information. Have conversations with people, though. Uh, Have conversations with people who have taken out that process or maybe have completed and paid off their debts. You know, everyone they nearly, you know, can't throw a stone without hitting someone with student loans. So, um, you know, conversations with people saying, I know it's something that a lot of people like to talk about, but at uh, an overarching view of just taking out loans in that process, it's really beneficial. And then if you want to get the best possible service, that's when you go to a financial advisor. and thus, they can help refer you to places um, that can help it out, like GradFin and other similar financial institutions. Uh, but really, it's 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 about being proactive, and it's about understanding what you're getting yourself into and how to take these loans out in the best, and most proper way.
0: Awesome. So you guys help people with you know cutting through some of this jargon and red tape, and, and understanding how to fill out the FAFSA prop properly, and what are the things that they can do ahead of time to to put themselves in the best position.
1: Yes, hundred percent. Couldn't have said it better myself.
0: Awesome. How, uh, how far ahead of time should people be reaching out to, whether it's grad fan or, or a service like you guys?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, my mindset is it's never too early to start. Uh, being proactive is, is really key um, in terms of when it makes sense. Um, you know, say if it's your children, I say, you know, when junior year or high school starts rolling around, it's time to start having that conversation. Obviously, you want to know where your child's planning to go. Um, If it's you, um, it's when you're getting that ball rolling, when you're starting to apply um, to these universities or whatever the situation may be. um, That's when you start taking an hour or two out of your day where you're looking into the stuff and figuring out how you're going to
0: go about taking everything out. Awesome. Now, if someone Mm -hmm. wants to reach out and engage with you, what's the best way for them to do Mm -hmm. that?
1: So um, we operate through financial advisors. So really on your end of the spectrum, uh, whoever's listening. Uh, It's about striking up a conversation with Alex. Um, He can point you in the right direction, have that meeting, and then uh, if it makes sense um, to have a conversation about their loans, that's when he'd point you in my direction. But in the meantime, if you want someone to reach out to me directly, um, joe.mcgrath, M-C-G-R-A-T-H at gradfin.com is uh, the best way to reach me to
0: reach me directly. Wonderful. Thank you for the time today, Joe. Love the fact that you guys are dedicated to education, helping folks understand really how the ins and outs of how student loans work, what the options are. The the folks that I've sent your way, I know have been extremely happy with with just the educational process and being able to understand better like how some of these programs work, whether it's loan forgiveness or what the the ins and outs of of refinancing are. I uh, look forward to continuing to work with you here in the future. Thank you for listening to Holistic Finance. Please as always Uh, Rate us through whatever podcast structure you're listening to. Please subscribe to the podcast. Feel free to go back and listen to the older episodes. Uh, You can also log on to our website, holistic-finance.com. Leave us a comment. Leave us some messages. If you have questions for an upcoming podcast that you'd like to see us tackle, we'd love to hear from you and want to tackle the topics that are meaningful to you. We look forward to having a conversation with you in the near future. Make it a great
2: day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Guardian does not issue nor advise for college loans. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ, 3585 Maple Street, number 140, Ventura, California, 9093991100. 1100 Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, Member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian number 2019-88493, expiration October 2021.